Blog Talk Radio. community called Helping Build Bridges Across, please visit our website and select the About Us tab at helpingbuildbridgesacross.com. I recently realized that my last blog post under the tab Journey was April 2016. I completely went off the map with the blog post. I was and still post images on Facebook Our community Facebook page is HBBA with the image of a sunrise with an eagle soaring over the water. And now my plan is to reconnect. I'm climbing back into my sandbox, inviting and sharing via blog, Pinterest, and Twitter. Where did I go during that time? I'm not really sure in reference to the five months from April 2016 to September. I assume enjoying family, my husband, my sons family gatherings with my parents, my brother, and that includes time with all of my extended family and dear friends. And based on that time frame, school, end-of-year activities, sports, etc. And then the carpet was snatched from under my feet. I was sucker punched. A direct blow to my heart delivered on September 7, 2016. So from September to current month, now July 2017, I know where I've been since that 7th day of September, 
and very conscious of this gravel, this rocky road that I'm traveling now. My life shifted sharply that seventh day of September 2016. My, my world completely turned upside down in a flash, in a blink of an eye. A moment in time now burned into my heart, and now I'm walking a rerouted, unfamiliar, unknown path. Rerouted because of the plans that I had being married, raising our sons together. Now instead, invited on September 7, 2016, to a tragic, unimaginable event that now leaves me present day as a widow, raising two sons on my own. I'm willing to die on my faith. The question is, am I willing to live it? My husband then of 19 years was killed, murdered by a 17-year-old predator. And allow me to add to the gravity of that. I'm a mother of two boys. At the time this happened, our sons were 16 and 13. So to even conceive that a 17-year-old boy was a predator, killing my husband by shooting him in the back with the military assault rifle left to die on the street. It was a fake Craigslist ad and a premeditated setup, one that this predator, this this 17-year-old boy predator, had done this before using Craigslist and at the time was robbing people, not killing them, at least from the crimes that we know about. This was not even his first rodeo, and I did say 17 years old. And this time, apparently, the predator wanted blood. Something like this. This this experience stops you in your tracks and looks at you dead in your face and asks you directly, so what is your faith again? What did you say that you believe? Who do you say God is in your life? A flood of questions, of thoughts, including why me? Why why my family? Why a man who loved, adored his sons, enjoyed every moment of being a dad, raising boys who adored him just as much? So why him? Since I mentioned Craigslist, a few things need to be mentioned. My husband sold on Craigslist before. He purchased some great deals on Craigslist. He was not naive to the streets or unaware of the stories of those who had been victims with Craigslist. And it's important to note that this was the predator's strategy, one he had perfected over the years, so it was a setup, and he knew how to set the stage by his phone conversation and setting a time to meet, a location, and in person from a prior case known to me. He greeted his victim by shaking hands. He knew how to be approachable. This predator had met up with someone three days prior and shot at this victim, who in that case got away, but he was able to provide the scenario of how this predator set the stage. So murderers, predators, as we need to be reminded, can reside anywhere. And the best any one of us can do is to be diligent in our travels and to be alert the best we can to our surroundings. More details in the months to come on this topic, but for now I thought it was important to note that. I'm willing to die on my faith. The question is, am I willing to live it? Unimaginable experience on so many levels. And and it's not an event. It's my life. It's my truth, one that I plan to share more of in the months to come. But I'll tell you, for the benefit of us reconnecting this first blog post of July 2017, in reflection, I located flowers sprouting in my ashes. And what I realized is that I robbed the thief named Regrets. 
I'm now living, adjusting to a new normal. I live now with open heart wounds in terms of this experience that I recognize as being healed by the grace of God, and time is the process. Some of the ointment being applied includes the days, the weeks prior of conversations with my husband, our family vacation we took in August, and the last goodbye conversation the morning he was killed. I reflect on his disposition, the place and space that he occupied in terms of his spirit, where he was during these months prior. I reflect on the days, the weeks, his interactions and involvement with his son, trips and projects that centered on them together and individually. All that reflection, there were some notable observations that didn't make sense at the time, good things above measure things, and now it brings insight for my consideration. And it adds quiet peace in reference to my spiritual journey. I also reflect on the sandbox that started as a hobby, something I enjoy, and it goes back to 2014 where it started on this website, helpingbuildbridgesacross.com, but those blogs actually encouraged me now in this season. I was reading and rereading and listening to them, and they actually provided ointment to my heart. I'm willing to die on my faith. The question is, am I willing to live it? I shared in most cases via the blogs what I lived, and one of my cornerstones, my foundation, is and continues to be appreciating those who surround it and surround my life. If I know nothing else, I always knew, always very conscious of even now that no one promised me that my tomorrow will look the same as my today. No one. I'm not a superhero, and I don't pretend that there were not bad days. Life has mountains and valleys, and we were no exception. Two people married, occupying the same space. There are times of irritation or anger, but I always knew that it was important to not allow that anger, to not allow that irritation or disappointment to fester, to rule, to take up space in our household, even to the point that for me it was better to agree to disagree. And that exercise for me was started years ago, and apparently prior or around 2014, I lived in that space of gratitude. The lesson I learned and operated in was to state plainly my position on any given situation, making it clear up front that my target was the situation, and it was not my husband as a person. Maybe his actions or words or maybe my words or actions participated, but the resolve, the discussion had to be the action, the words, or the situation as the target to discuss, and not the person being the title or the subject matter or the blame to carry in that situation momentarily or forever. Forever meaning it's that thing that you bring up every single conversation as a way to blame the other person. Things happen. So we have to address them and deal with finding a solution or a balance or a place to meet in the middle. I found in operating this way, it became a norm in our home. My husband did the same with me. If it was a concern or an issue, he he voiced it. Instead of letting it fester to show up in other ways like being distant or being quiet or being short with answers to questions or in conversation, we rob the thief named regret because in reflection, We just put the issue, the concern, the frustration on the table and let it rise. And we decided to not purposely be offended or become defensive or hitting below the belt with words. When we can't be free to deal with issues or concerns, it becomes an enemy that resides in the middle of the relationship, and it creates the beginning of being more and more distant. The danger of distance is that we easily, very easily, can become strangers that reside in the same residence. And I consider often, in my case, if his last goodbye 
would have been in that distant state, a place of who had the last word and being cruel. How sad, how very sad that would have been. My grief would have been multiplied for a lifetime on all the stupid things that were spoken. I would have had to live the remainder of my days knowing that our last goodbye, our last relationship, that our relationship ended in that condition, and how sad that would have been. Moments or situations that meant nothing but would have made me pay a price for the rest of my life. I'm willing to die on my faith. The question is, am I willing to live it? Operating in gratitude, appreciating, loving, not just being thankful for the big or little things that he did, but saying thank you, saying I love you, saying what he was and what he represented to me as a husband, as a father, was one of many ways I loved on him. Promoting smiles and laughter in our home without reason, just because, or just having a home with days filled with quiet, peaceful moments, all good things that we operated in, and because of that, while he is missed beyond measure, beyond words, more than I know how to currently express, I can't even begin to give the gravity of the love we had for him and what he meant in our lives, my sons and I, and in the lives of so many. Family, yes, a given, but that list extended even beyond what I knew in the lives of so many people. But I can express, I can express, I can share that, I don't have anything that I could have said and didn't say, that I could have done and didn't do. So, again, I robbed the thief named Regrets, and for that I'm so grateful. That is a God-given peace that travels with me daily. My grief process is the separation, adjusting to a new normal without him. But, again, robbing Regrets has provided me with peace beyond measure. I'm willing to die on my face. The question is, Am I willing to live it? For those of you who are connected and have listened and or read my blogs, you know that gratitude has and is the center of my existence. Hashtag making gratitude contagious is just one of many of images that I've shared over the years. And in fact, in preparation for this new season, this, the new pages being written in this chapter of my life, I reviewed some of those older posts. And those words have been ointment to my heart. I'm putting together a collection called Be Inspired, and it includes those very thoughts. My first edition is available now. It can be found at helpingbuildbridgesacross.com under Be Inspired. And I encourage you to get a copy for yourself or maybe for someone who you know who needs encouragement, needs a reminder on the power of gratitude and so many other positive things that provide a little joy in a world that can be so negative. Just being able to read the words, even reading out loud so that the words can be ointment, can provide some positivity, can be very empowering. I'm willing to die on my faith. The question is, am I willing to live it? Who knew these words put in a blog since April 2014 would return back to me and would be an ointment to my heart's wounds? Who knew? I suspect that my creator, that God knew, God can see over the fence. He knows my end from the beginning. So surely he knew what the past included and includes today and is going and in going forward. And until that day that my transition comes, my final goodbye on this earth, he knows. I shared many times with my husband, Todd, how exciting it is to have a sandbox joyful for my soul that I found a place, a 
an activity that I really enjoy, that it's fulfilling. It, it encourages my heart. It's a place that I enjoy sharing. And he always encouraged me, and he found the words I'm using that I found my sandbox. This community, HBBA, also known as Helping Build Bridges Across, is my sandbox. It's a place, it's a space to share my heart, my perspective, not as a truth for someone, just my observations, my thoughts on various topics. The joy for me would be if these words can be encouraging to someone else. That would truly be a gift delivered to my doorstep. That for me is the definition of a fulfilling life, to make a small difference into the life of someone else, to be a ripple in the water that can be multiplied into many hearts. That, for me, is a seed planted that has potential to continue to grow in the lives of others for a lifetime. Helping build bridges across community since the day it began in 2014 via the website, helpingbuildbridgesacross.com, was always meant to be a buffet table where we can share our experiences, good and bad, including the lessons learned or perspective gained, a place where we allow others to take what can be an asset, what can be a hope, a smile, a little positivity along life's travel, along life's journey. That in my book is a win-win community. I'm sharing and I invite others to share and in doing that with positive energy, that empowers our journey. That brings a little joy, a little hope along our travels that provides a path of unknown treasure and priceless connections. I'm willing to die on my face. The question is, am I willing to live it? It's important that you know that I'm not selling my faith. I'm not sharing this to debate my belief. I'm not looking for you to convert to a religion. We all have to live and die on what we believe. We all have to do our own diligence in what life means to us. We all have the freedom to choose for ourselves the life that we want to live. And we all have to make a decision on who we are and who we choose to be. Decisions that we can only individually make. And in fact, I don't classify my life or seek to be religious. I'm not not interested in man-made concepts and rituals. My interest centers on my purpose, on my life's fulfillment, on my journey. And I'm daily seeking wisdom for my creator and why I'm here. And what can I do in service for this day? What small difference can I make now, this moment, this day? Maybe just a smile. Maybe listening to someone. I mean really listening and not waiting to talk. Picking up the phone, mailing a card, the little thing can make such a big difference. My prayer is, Lord, open my ears, open my eyes to know when to participate and when to simply listen. To show it with positive energy wherever I go, just bring a little peace in whatever place I find myself. I'm sharing my process, I'm sharing my process, I'm sharing my heart. This is my sandbox and my buffet table that you are invited to. Simply take what can be an asset for your life's journey and simply leave the rest behind. Always a choice, and only you can decide what's best for you. What's best for your life? An important question, because one thing we all share is our existence now. That will end one day. So I would assume we all have to ask ourselves, what do we believe? What are we willing to die on? Who are we we living today for? What do we want with the life, the remainder of days that we have? I'm willing to die on my faith. The question is, am I willing to live it? I'm a Christian, and I have and continue to pursue a relationship with my creator, not a religion, a relationship. 
Allow me to say that one more time. I'm seeking daily a relationship with God, not a religion. I have many questions, concerns, joys, stains of pain. In fact, my list is endless. But from the years that I've walked this journey, I've learned where my peace exists. I found where wisdom flows. I've learned and continue to learn what unconditional love is. And for me, that is where I go. That's the place that I seek often, daily. Time with God, my creator. I love the scripture that references he is the potter and I'm his clay. So surely if he created me, then he knew what his intentions were. He knew what he had and has in mind for me. What's my role? Where can I be of service? And in my good and in my ugly, I run to my creator. Surely he knows what he had in mind, and surely he can let me know when and where I miss it. I've learned in my mess is when he can love me best. It's where he can teach me because in the pain is where I'm surrendered, in need of him most, and I find that I am listening intently. I'm willing to die on my face. The question is, am I willing? I love sharing and listening, and I figured out I will make my transition one day, and I believe that will include leaving this life with questions. But if I can reside more often than not in that abundant peace beyond my understanding, that river of rest for my heart and mind, the surrender of recognizing I do not have all the answers, and I do not pretend to understand the many whys of my journey. But I do know I trust God, and I do know that I've experienced many times before firsthand that he will provide. He will give guidance, wisdom, and I am in his care, and that he loves me. He loves my husband, Todd, who practiced his faith. And I believe that we are spirits having a human experience and that our spirit never dies. I have a hope beyond a grave. I'm willing to die on my faith. The question is, am I willing to live it? Learning lessons on things that challenge me, taking my pain, my tears, and fears to God, asking him for answers for my life. And even in times of silence, and I don't receive an answer right away, I believe he's guiding me. I believe my steps are ordered along the way. I have a village of family and friends whom I love dearly and who who has and continues to support me, and for that I am very grateful. And while there are occasions that I gather with many or with a few, it's a joy to share experiences, to share our joys, our challenges, but truthfully, it's just sharing. We all can only share our perspective formed from our experience, our environment, our beliefs. So sharing with others is good, but for me, the answers resides with my creator. I was invited to this tragic event, so I don't know all of what that means, but I do know it has a purpose that calls out to me. And as I seek God's wisdom on what that is, what that looks like, I continue trusting him along my journey, embracing and being grateful for what is in my life this day, what is in my hands right now. I'm willing to die on my faith. The question is, am I willing to live it? My answer, yes. I'm willing to live it. I'm willing to live out my faith one day at a time. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know where that road leads or ends. But, yes, I'm willing to die on my faith. And, yes, I'm willing to live it. As a Christian, in Jesus' name, I continue to press forward. I continue to seek to find the beauty in my silence, to find the flowers in my ashes. So until next time, be sure to get connected. Get in where you fit in. 
Our Facebook page is found under HBBA, and again, it's a sunrise image with an eagle soaring over the water, and our website is also in black on that page, so you can't miss it. For our Twitter, our handle is at HBBA Community. For our Pinterest, it's pinterest.com forward slash HBBA and C for community. We all have something to say, something to share that can be an asset to someone else. Welcome, friend. If you are new to HBBA, I thank and thank you to all of you who are and have been connected. Together, we all have a part, and we all, in our own way, are helping to build bridges across from our generation into the next. So together, we start the new chapter. Together, we are writing new pages in this season of our life. God. 
you.